The Detroit Red Wings go one and one this weekend, but are the Minnesota Wild what the Detroit Red Wings fan base has to look forward to? You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty over here, also host at Lockdown Tigers. So make sure you go give him a listen. And uh, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Subscriber count 350, Scotty. We climbing. Woo-wee! So the Red Wings. Nine God, by the way. Oh, yes. How can we? That's why I'm wearing the hat. Nine God, Super Bowl champion. Matthew Stafford shutting up all the haters. What what Although, what's the well, you want to move the goalpost back further? What what's it what's it at now? Keep going, keep oh, going. Oh uh, well, he doesn't have the individual accolades. He's got a Super Bowl right. championship, but that doesn't automatically make you a Hall of Famer, which is this, hilarious. This is because for the last twelve years, he was a stat patter that only had individual accolades. No, but he doesn't have MVPs or like oh, all the course. Pro Bowls. Like that's of that's course. now where the goalposts have moved. Yeah, but, I think my, my favorite one was was he's on a really good team now. Yeah, well, that's that was well. the problem. <laughs> what yeah. are we talking about? That's we're, the point. Yeah, we're, we're talking about nonsense, and people aren't. So if you hate Stafford, you're going to always hate so Stafford. Ridiculous. You bro, love Stafford, you're always going to love Stafford. I honestly let I okay. First of all, I hate the whole Detroit Rams thing. That, yeah, absolutely stupid. ridiculous. Stupid. But I absolutely rooted for Stafford in LA because I knew one man deserved it. He escaped big time. Detroit big Lions ups. fans, myself included. We love to, we love to stew in our own misery as Detroit Lions fans. He deserved to escape that after 12 years of just nothing goes out to LA struts his stuff, wins a Super Bowl championship for a lot of Lions fans. This is what it this is. The closest it's going to be to Lions fans actually winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. is Matthew. Stafford. Like we're all living vicariously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. We recognize Not the Detroit Rams, though. Not the Detroit Rams, though. That's, That's stupid. stupid. I'm still a Lions fan, and I also recognize that winning the Super Bowl now screws them and like getting them the worst possible first round pick. But like Stafford just deserved it. He's a humble guy. He keeps to himself. He's been very good on a very crappy team. He's been oh, loyal. Man. Like he deserves it. Also, He's a Justin Verlander. If you thought that that pick was going to be anything before like 25, you were just outside yeah. your mind anyway. That, that's an insane roster. Stafford's a good quarterback. You're like that was that was always a, a ridiculous thing to even insinuate to begin with. So whatever, we we can talk about hockey now. Yeah. Anyways, uh, nine God, uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, played at home in against Philadelphia on Saturday, came out with a win. You know, won the home and home. Uh, that game on Saturday was a nooner. Nooner, it was uh, four to two, uh, and then on Monday last night. They went to Minnesota, dropped that one 7-4. That one was an interesting game because it was a lot closer than the stat sheet would imply. Um, and we'll get into that one later. But let's start back off of this Flyers versus Red Wings game. Um, it was just another one of those games where, I mean, granted, you're up against a, a down-and-out opponent like the Philadelphia Flyers. Just Cloud Giroux just came out and said, like, he wants to go to Colorado, but he'd also consider St. Louis and, you know, uh, Minnesota. It, like, yeah. The team's falling apart. They're in a tough seeds. situation. Yeah. yeah. And so they're eighth place in the Metro Division. You come home after beating them on the road. 
and you beat them again. And it's the usual suspects. You had your first goal scored by Tyler Bertuzzi, a nice play from uh, Robbie Fabry shooting it across the crease. Tyler Bertuzzi, a little bit of interference in front of the net, but, you know, gets away with it, redirects the puck in the net. Whole, whole Guelph Stormline got the assist on that one. I mean, and then more Snyder with the power play. Oh, dude, the, so are much. you not entertained after he scored the goal, too? Iconic photo. That photo is going to be around for that that dude's whole career, man. But those are the types of wins you need the Detroit Red Wings to get. You, you're facing a team that is, let's face it, bad this year. Bad. Despite how much Carter Hart tries to make that team look good. It's a bad team, and the Detroit Red Wings dominated them at home. Like they dominated them on the road and Moritz Sider again, dominated the Philadelphia flies. I mean, Philip Zadina had a nice shot, uh, snipe as well. I mean, they just snipe. Looked, it was an absolute snipe snipe show, bro. It, that was a, that that's one of the best goals uh, of, of his career. Honestly, well, that was a, a snipe show. And that's what you hope to gather by having Philip Zadina on the top line. Now is that he'll be able to produce more playing with better line mates and, you know, maybe playing more to uh, competition. That is his speed. Sometimes when guys go down in the lineup, they play down to their competition. It's weird mental thing. The best of the best never do it. Like if I'm being blunt, but some players do maybe Philip was on the top line heats up a little bit. And he kind of had, he was at four points in six games before the game against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He had that goal. He was looking pretty good. Um, but the real story of that game against Philadelphia, despite the Mort Sider goal, the Phillips Zadina goal, and the Guelph Stormline production. Ricer. Thomas Grice, after what, five weeks he missed or something insane like that? <laughs> finally, I mean, makes missed. he just like didn't. <laughs> like, we don't know. We he don't fell know. off the face of the there earth. There wasn't even like an announcement of like, oh, he's back. It was yeah. just like, we were like, is he the backup goalie right now? Like, no one really knows. Yeah, he went into COVID protocol, and we never heard from him again. And then he's like, okay, guys, I'm here. I'm ready to start. Yeah, and he was like, hey, I'll go out there tonight if you need me, coach. We're like, oh, okay. We've been really hard, and I think to a certain extent, deservedly so, on Thomas Grice's performance uh, this season. He has Fantastic not been good. on Saturday, though. But on Saturday, Fantastic. he looked absolutely stellar. Um, Dog, he, he had the one save, the, the little – The kick. Little, the kicks, the, the yeah. kick, the pad, left pad, man. Unreal. No, he, he was on his head. And um, I think, uh, man, like even the two goals, like I felt so bad. Like we got the win and like that's all that matters in, in his eyes, I'm sure. But I was like, man, like he, he kind of deserved a shutty, man. Like he, he was on his head for real. Well, you talk about confidence builders. You go on COVID protocol for five weeks. You come <laughs> back off. I mean, granted, again, Philadelphia Flyers are bad, but in hockey more than any oh, other sport, cares, yeah. any given day. You come off a of COVID protocol after five weeks and you get th- make 32 saves your first game back after having a rough season up to that point. And I, re- correct me if I'm wrong, but he was a second half performer last year too. Yeah. So oh, maybe yeah. this is the start of his stocks coming, you know, rising a little bit, you know, right in time for the trade deadline. Although I don't know who's looking for a backup goaltender, but Colorado, uh, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. But my go to every year. The point being here is, you know, Alexander Alkovich has gone through a bit of a rough stretch, and he looked rough against Minnesota. I wouldn't, again, it's always tough putting the blame on goaltenders. You know, you always want to balance it because they're your last-ditch defense. But he had like a 750 save percentage against Minnesota. Yeah, no, they didn't get many shots off. We, can, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that when we cover Minnesota. But, like, Grice was Gr- Grice was phenomenal, and, and the defense was was pretty solid. 
I mean, they got 34 shots off. Not, not, you know, they, they outshot us by what, 10 and when we won by two goals, like not great. Um, Mark Stahl had another very Mark Stahl performance where he, he was making <laughs> some stuff happen on offense and, and was an absolute, uh, what did I say last time? A, a Ryan Gosling in, uh, in remember nice. the Titans level liability on defense. Um, but, but Grice really was, was fantastic. Face, faced a lot of shots, stood on his head, not only kept us in the game, but got us the win. And, and that's what we said coming into the season, man. We said, all we need from Grice is to keep us in games. Get, give us a chance to win games. That, that's all you need out of any backup goal. You don't need him to light the world on fire. You just need to ha him to produce enough to keep you in games. And he did a hell of a lot more than that on Saturday. Well, yeah, he exactly. He did way more than just keep you in on Saturday. He was probably, I would argue, with the lack of shots that the Red Wings got. Now, Carter Hart had another rough game for the Philadelphia Flyers, but Thomas Grice may have been the key reason why they won, they won that game in the first place with those 32 saves. The Flyers yeah, came he, back, he, and they, they fought hard. One. Yeah. Um, got beard, get primal. <laughs> I had to wait for it to load. Slick transitions. Yes. You heard me right. If someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel-in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States of America. The combo kits make a great holiday gift. And if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKDOWN gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code LOCKDOWN at checkout for 20% off at Primal Origin Oils. Dot com. dot com i always love ending with the dot com so so aggressive um aggressive is what the red wings were in the last five minutes of that third period but they couldn't get the job done as they followed the minnesota wild seven to four uh that game had a little bit of everything didn't it scotty it did man i mean what what a chaotic first 10 minutes that that's the, the first 10 minutes of that game is some of the most insane and, and asinine hockey I, I've ever seen in a great way. It was electric to watch. It was a roller coaster of emotions, but <laughs> it was, I mean, I mean, what a, what a way to kick off the evening. Um, I mean, Larkin scoring right out the gate uh, sports center tweeted. It was like, Oh, he broke his ankles or made him fall. Like, no, he didn't. No, uh, Jordy he ben just, just fell. Yeah. He was just, he was just skating. And then and, and, uh, a homeboy just blew a tire, man. Uh, but, but, but regardless, I mean, we'll take the pub, all, all pubs, good pub, but yeah, uh, PR, man. yeah, yeah, damn right. But no, but I mean, like I said, it would off to a crazy start. The ice in the first period, I think was genuinely bad. I, I don't, I don't think they were skating on great ice, uh, you know, to NHL standards, I guess you would say that was pro still probably, uh, much better than, than, uh, Brian's men's leagues ice, but it, it the don't knock the onyx the onyx is pretty slick that's that's actually that's fair that's a that's a totally fair uh fair fair great but the, i mean people were falling all over the place 
for like the first five minutes and and it, nobody could stop people were were slipping around it was it was wild uh and, and then it was a track race basically it was a track oh, race. It was a shootout man it's crazy it, it was just it was just fast break and then you missed <laughs> and then it was fast break and then they missed and it was fast break and then a goal would happen and then fast break it was an unbelievable first period. I think the worst part about all those fast breaks was just the amount of fast breaks the Wild had on the Red Wings power plays. And the yeah. Red Wings had penalty trouble Not all great. night long. They took four. It, I mean, it went both ways. Now, there were weak calls on both sides of the puck. For sure. Red Wings took four penalties. Dude. I'm sorry. That's not correct. Uh, the Red Wings took five penalties in this one. And, uh, yeah, not, not great. Not great. Uh, the wild took plenty too. lots of shorthanded and power play advantage, but the red wings, just their power play looks so awful. Like, the red wings power play looks brutal. bad. They did get one. Uh, the, the, the Raymond, razor yeah. goal was, was power play, but that was what? One of six. Yeah. One, one of six. opportunities. Seven. Yeah. Uh, and, and the wild have an Eight. unbelievable power play. Eight power play opportunities. And you scored one. It's not good. The, the, the wild have a, have a ridiculous power play. One of one of the one of the better power plays in the sport, and like, like the, you said in like you said in the intro, and like you said in the in the lockdown now, like in the in the post game video, th- oh, this team that? is th- dude. It's it got like a, like three retweets. Aww. One of them was me making fun of you, but like was it now? Yeah, you should definitely check it out oh, uh, after right the show. Now. Oh, or you could do it right now. But the power play was was for the wild is fantastic and that's a, that's a hard thing to stop especially the wings are a young team man it's a young team and you're going up against a, 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 a honestly somewhat of a juggernaut of a power play so uh wow they went three for four. Oh, you didn't wild. say anything bad yeah i did you said can't wait to break this whole thing down no i didn't did you retweet it from your your own account? No, no, you should read it a lot more closely and then listen to what you said in the video. Oh, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> listen, it's really late. I'm tired. But no, you're right. The the Wild had four power play goals. The the Red Wings penalty kill was absolutely abysmal in this game. And and again, I mean, tall task. Tall task against the task. Wild's very strong power play, but I'm sorry, no excuses. You gotta do a better job than that. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I'm, it was I'm the not difference saying they should game. just roll over, but you it, take those, it was the difference. You take those power play. You want to take both. If you want to be fair and take power play goals away from both teams, it's a three-three game. Yep, it's a three-three game. Red Wings giving up four power play goals is a- absolutely abysmal. Like their special teams have been bad on both sides of the puck this year, but at least the penalty kill has been a little bit better. Not in this game. Not in this game. And with this is a this is a ta- path we've gone down multiple times. You know, if the Red Wings want to get better, a lot more consistency is needed. But power play and penalty kill have got to improve. Got to improve because you cannot win yeah, a Stanley special Cup. Special teams has been a big problem this whole year, like you yeah. said. You can't win a Stanley Cup with both of your special teams in the bottom third of the league. Your power play being 31st or 32nd year yeah, in year I think, out. It's not yeah. possible. Yeah, we've been we've been in the, in the 30s for a minute there. Um, also, I mean, we... we uh, did we talk about it? Maybe we talked about it off air or at the beginning. I don't remember, but uh, Ned did, did not look great. No, he didn't. And I mean, I, I always find it tough to hate on a goaltender, especially because, you know, their, their yeah. job is so taxing. 
he just didn't have a good game. I mean, just to be blunt with it, he didn't have a good one. I mean, he yeah. faced 20-some shots. The Red Wings outshot the Minnesota Wild, but he let in like five goals. It's just... Like comfortably. We comfortable. we almost outshot them by double digits. Like yeah. we, we, we comfortably outshot them. But I mean, let's uh, focus on the negatives. Let's 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 take a look at these positives because there it was still a pretty fun game. Positives. Oh yeah, absolutely. Obviously, there was the crazy start of Jordy Ben, like you mentioned, blowing a tire, and Dylan Larkin again getting a game opening goal. He leads the league in game opening goals. It's a really weird stat. But if he there's a also game is... go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, there, if there's a game to be started, Dylan Larkin's scoring a goal. Yeah, and and uh, one of the other crazy stats they showed was uh, even strength goals. If you just look at five-on-five five goals, he is very close to leading the NHL. Which is an awesome stat to have. because that means Yeah, because you want your best players to be able to score at even strength. I remember for a long time, people used that as an argument of why Sidney Crosby was better than Alexander Ovechkin because Ovechkin's right. goals all came on the power play. Because there's that one crazy season where Ovechkin had 50 goals, but he was like a minus 30 on the year. Because right. all his goals right. came on power play. Right. So, you know, you want your best players to score even strength goals because that means that they're capable of doing it at, well, full strength. You know, they don't right. need the handicap of having one last man on the ice to get it done. And then, of course, Gus Gustav Lindstrom getting his yeah, first, baby. not just first NHL, first professional goal. And it was, you know. Defensive defenseman through and through. It's really nice to see that pay off for him too, because he's actually been secretly good this entire season. Because, he, yeah, like you said, he valuable. he is a defensive defenseman, so you don't really notice him out there. Like even you know, with Moritz Sider being a defensive defenseman, has that offensive upside on the a little bit on the back end. So you still see him. I mean, he had two assists in this game as well. Not, Lindstrom does not have that. He is. But he specializes in his own zone and shutting things down. His uh, war percentage is 83% at last I checked. So that means he's like in the top 17% of the league in terms of defensemen. But you don't know it because you don't know he's on the ice because he does such a damn good job of shutting things down. He just doesn't take part in the offensive part of things. So it's good to see him get a goal. It is. No, I mean, it was such a cool moment. You know, the picture of him after and all that. It it was sweet. But the the, my my favorite storyline of the night, I know where you're going. The Smith boys. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, baby. The Smith brothers in there in action, baby. On the I, same line. Uh, they even rough. They, they got they got a little a little rough there for a little bit. I think it was the second period. Maybe it was even the end of the first. This was a long game, by the way. The first period lasted 50 minutes. It was insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, they were, they were, they were, they were roughing people up. Giovanni was causing trouble. And then Jamel came in and, and was trying to, there's a video of, it took two wild players to hold Jamel back when he was going to help Giovanni on like a, on like a scruff. It was awesome. It was so cool. And I, and I'm glad even if it doesn't happen for the rest of the season, I'm glad we got a night with it. And it sucks I, that it came in a borderline blowout loss, but I'm, I'm glad we got it. I so badly wanted either of them to both get into fights at the same time or like get a goal assisted we by the close. other one. Yeah. There we were, were close to the fight one. We've yeah. never really got close to the goal assist thing, but we were close to the fight one, man. I mean, there was a there was that point where where Giovanni was uh messing with whoever was laying on the ground. I don't remember who it was, and, and it, it got a little close. It got a little close. Um but yeah, super cool moment, regardless. Just a, a really, really cool thing. And then I mean the only other really noteworthy thing is the Red Wings and giving up hat tricks to, oh, to yeah. young players. It's, it's crazy. 
He had two end. goals in the first 10 minutes, in the first eight minutes. And then with a Hattie. That's that's a, the tale as old as time at this point. No, it, it's I, I tweeted it out. And I was really hoping because I didn't want to do the research myself because I'm so lazy, guys. But uh, I, I tweeted it out. I was like, how many, how many uh, hat tricks have the Red Wings given up this season? Because it feels like a lot. And I was like, I please, somebody give me the stat. Somebody please give me the stat. I had a great quote stat. tweet for that tweet. Oh, yeah. What was it? It was the poll. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the poll that wasn't actually a poll because you were afraid that people would vote C again. I get it. I mean, the replies were all C anyway. So yeah, like, <laughs> People are ready for you to be gone. I know, man. Most hated man in Detroit. And then there was real. another guy who doesn't even know who Scotty is. It was wild. Yeah, that was weird. I couldn't tell if that was a joke or not, but somebody was, was like, to be a joke. who is Scotty and why is he getting fired? I was like, <laughs> are you actually a listener? Uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, it, it really is a wild thing how, how consistently they give up hat tricks or, or goalies have shutouts like making their debuts like it's we, we we're very charitable i'll put it that way you know a good way to be charitable towards yourself wow is by going to betonline.net <laughs> yeah, every week's an all-timer football might be over for the season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey. We love that one. Boxing and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the new website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Bet on <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Insane. Okay, Scotty. Segment three, Tuesday edition of Lockdown Red Wings. Uh, Monday edition wasn't happening. Scotty and I were not uh, more dry. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> that, that would have been a fun show, needless to oh, say. A super, my, we, we, we record these the night before. Would have been a, loose. Would have been a really, really fun fun and interesting show if Brian and I got behind a mic on uh after the Super Bowl that would have been uh an event we'll put it that way that that would have that would have been a, a hell of a show what would have ended up our most viewed episode all time I don't know why but I just know it, it would have I think it might and I think I definitely would be fired after <laughs> well we're counting down the days anyway. I know myself I, I, <laughs> I feel like I'd get canned you know can we talk about before I pose the question to end the show can we talk about the last five minutes of that third period and how absolutely insane? And, you know, yes, you can't go down. You can't give up four consecutive goals and four power play goals in a game and expect to win. But I will give credit where credit is due. The Detroit Red Wings absolutely played their hearts out that last five minutes. They got that power play, too. Um, the goal actually came right after the power play had ended, but Gagne had his... Uh, you know, patience pay off with a nice rebound goal. Um, just a, what, a two-minute, 15-second shift. They played incredibly hard at the end of the game to try and tie it up, and that is the stuff I love to see is even when they, like, it's unlikely they tie it up. You know, they, they keep trying and they keep playing, and this team's just got heart, man. I, I that, Those last five minutes were just as exciting as the first five minutes, in my opinion. No, it, it was, and, and you know, really from from the Raymond goal on 
I would say that like from that point on, it was, it was pedal to the metal, baby. Uh, they, they really did play their hearts out. And that's something that we haven't seen. So even in a, in a loss, even in a, in a, what a three goal loss, that's still something that's, that's very nice to see. And that that's refreshing that we haven't seen in a hot minute. And uh, the team's got fight. The team wants to win. Mo Sider said after the game Saturday, he said they everybody in that locker room, the, the goal is to catch Boston. And whether you laugh at that and think that's feasible or not is a subjective thing. But again, it's nice to hear the 20-year-old rookie come out and say, you know what, every, every dude in that locker room is trying to catch Boston right now and, and, and ended the quote with saying, like, we're here to prove people wrong. It's nice, and and that I, I think that that directly correlates to, to how they fight at the end of games like that. All right, Scotty, I want to pose the question. I, po- I teased it in the the cold open, and we got yes, a few minutes I will left. marry you. Oh well, thank you, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, the Minnesota Wild. I thought about this in the third period while watching them. They gave me this vibe of what the Red Wings could be next year, or maybe a year after that. They're so incredibly young with the talent that they have. They have Kirill Kaprizov. Um, they have a rookie goaltender in Kapo Kakonen, who is, you know, lead. I think he's leading goaltenders in save percentage, uh, rookie goaltenders in save percentage right now. Crazy year, yeah. He's been absolutely phenomenal. They're so young. They're so talented. They're so fun. The Red Wings are, you know, right behind them, I feel. Do you see the Minnesota Wild? being in the Red Wings future in terms of like fun factor trajectory. Yeah. Trajectory. Thank you. I, I think that uh, in, in going back to baseball terms, as I love to do uh, like baseball? A, a team that is baseball doesn't exist. There's a, in, in terms players. don't even get me started. <laughs> it's a good thing. I have my own show where I can vent about that crap. Um, but but in terms of, of the Tigers, you know, the the White Sox inner division are like a couple years ahead of them in, as far as the rebuild goes. And and the White Sox went into a full rebuild and got a ton of prospects and their farm system was crazy, but their major league team sucked. And then they slowly started trickling in the the, the minor league talent and they started winning more and more games. And now they're the division favorite and are probably going to be until somebody else knocks them off. Tigers. And I correct. And I think that that's a, a very similar situation to where it were not not that both of those teams are in the same spot as as the wild and the wings are right now, but maybe like a year off. Like I I feel like the the wings are starting to head in that direction and, and the wild are are I, I do agree with you. They're they're a young, they're a fast, and they're a talented ass team, man. And no, I- and they're they're only going to get better. They're only going to get better, and I do think that in in maybe a year's time, maybe by by as early as next season, we we start to see the wings take that that next step forward. And well, uh, and and I think that those matchups would be would be crazy fun in the future, just because of the speed and the youth. Stanley Cup final matchups, yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they you know they have a little bit of a mix of a team that's a few years at ahead and also at the same place as the wings. Um, and the reason I say that is because they have a couple of rookies on their team, uh, like Capo Kakinen, I believe, uh, 
Boldy is also a rookie as well. He is. Yeah. And they so they got young guys who are just now playing and breaking out this season, much like the Red Wings are. But the difference is, is that the Minnesota Wild also have had rookies who are now in their sophomore seasons or their junior seasons and are still, you know, performing and playing above the that level. Uh, you know, obviously I'm referring to Kirill uh, Kaprizov, who's got 57 points in 43 games played. He's having a more unreal season than the captain Dylan Larkin is. And the guy's just insane. But they've also got a lot of very well-established rookies who are playing really well. And that's, or not rookies, I'm sorry, veterans, well-established right. veterans who are playing really well. And that's something where the Red Wings, you know, lack besides outside of Bertuzzi, outside of Larkin, you know, they've got good, they've got solid veterans, but they don't have guys like what the Minnesota Wild have and Matt Zuccarello and Ke- Kevin Fiala and the Ryan veteran Hartman. depth. Like, yeah, they, the they veteran the, depth is unreal. The Wings have the, the top end, you know, veteran talent. Yeah. Uh, but, but the veteran depth is, is where the big separation is for sure. And that's why I say give it another year, maybe two, because once you get once the Cider, Nedeljkovic, Raymond are into their sophomore season, assuming they don't go into a sophomore or something and continue to compete, next year you're going to have another slate of young guys that are going to be exciting to watch. You're going to have – I bet you you're going to have Jonathan Bergeron. I don't expect him to be down in the AHL another year next year. I think he's there. You might have a couple other surprises. Speak on it. Speak on it. That's what I was going to say. Simon Edvidson, maybe not a guarantee, but having a pretty good year over the SHR. Raymond wasn't a guarantee. Exactly. He could sneak his way onto the roster as soon as next year if he continues to play well. Not guaranteeing that, but he could. So the Red Wings are going to have this young talent now with more rookies on the way, more highly touted rookies on the way. They could be the Minnesota Wild in a year or two. They could be one of the best in their division in a year or two. Like tough they're division too. Wa- tough division, but watching the Minnesota wild, I get excited. Cause I'm like, this is the direction the Red Wings are headed. This is the trajectory that they're on. Like losing to the Minnesota wild. I was like, that was exciting. That is what I want the Detroit Red Wings to do. It's definitely that. Well, and they no, were also, and, and I was just going to finish off by saying they were so creative. Like the way the Minnesota wild that's scored goals say. today. So creative. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say, especially the creativity on the power play is what I was going to highlight. I mean, they, they, got, they got so much talent that their power play is, is, is nuts, and that's what it's one of our biggest weaknesses, that hopefully we have an offseason, we get some more depth in here, and, uh, and, and can fix the freaking special teams going to next year and then maybe we'll take another step forward. Just need a, another – we're going to just need another special teams coach. That's the solutions. Every year, just get a new special teams just coach. Just get a new one every year, and eventually it'll work. Something will stick to the wall eventually. Um, <laughs> a little a little cleanup, though. I wanted I wanted to mention this. It's been on my mind, but I didn't know how to, like, weave it into the topic. Uh, Moritz Sider with two assists uh, against Minnesota now moves into second among all rookies in points behind Lucas Raymond. And uh, Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond. He's got 30? He's got 34 points. Lucas Raymond has 39 points. Those are your okay, your So we have a, a, a non-one-dimensional defenseman that's 20 years old and has 34 points, by the way. That's insane. Not bad. That's absolutely insane. Not bad at all. And then Raymond leads all – or I'm sorry. Moritz Sider leads all rookies and assists with 29. Raymond right behind him at 26. And then when it comes to goals, Raymond is at third and thirteen at thirteen. So 
Zegers has cooled off a lot, man. You know that panic button on, on with Zegers. Hey, if you don't have if from. you don't have Mo, if you don't have Mo at Calder right now, you oh, you, it's got to be Mo. You don't know Puck. Simple as that. You don't know Puck. Trevor Zegers had an exciting two weeks, but hasn't really done much in, in, a, in, a, in a minute here. You don't know Puck if Moritz Sider is not your, your Calder favorite. Also, Simple Troy Stetcher returned to the lineup. That was cool. Yeah, he got in a little tussle. Mm. He tried he got, to fight. I'll give him credit for the attempt, but uh, he really was defending Mark Stahl with everything he, he had. I respected that. He said, "That's my that's my assistant captain." You're going after right there. I was like, Stetcher, you just came back from injury. You're out. I know. For like man. You, were wearing a blue, you were in a blue jersey two days like ago, week ago. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. <laughs> no, but I I love the fire. I loved it. Absolutely. So, also, yeah. I just wanted to end on on. The gaunt, you know, we talked about cider oh, yes. quote and, and talked about why, well, like I said, the quote, but man, like that's, and that's awesome. I, I love the fire, but listen to this slate. Okay. We played the wild tonight. Then we have the Rangers, the avalanche, the Leafs, the hurricane, the lightning and the Panthers. That's, that's our stretch. And the coyotes. <laughs> No, did you see the video of that? They're like moving into the new home. The owner's pinky little. Oh my goodness! They're playing out of college, and the owner's like, "It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be packed." So All the fans are like, "It better be packed with five thousand capacity." So embarrassing. They did like a jersey swap with the president of Arizona State and the and the, and the you know what the owner good the for team? Arizona State. Oh yeah, get your bag, bro. Yeah, you're getting, yeah they're, they're, but, the Coyotes oh are goodness, paying for so renovations. That's oh. so embarrassing. Um, but then even after the Wild, right? So we have we we or after the Coyotes. Sorry. Also, we so, lost to the Coyotes earlier in the season. So also, we have <laughs> lost to them in overtime. Yeah. So we we then the Coyotes game after that stretch, and then we go Wild Flames Oilers, right after. So like that's fun. Yeah, nice little. Nice little next 10 games here. But you know what? This is where good teams prove themselves. Yeah, it is. No, if, if you want to prove, if you want to have anybody in this fan base believe what you just said about catching Boston be true, go, 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 go you know, a game or two over 500 in this stretch. Yeah, you got it. You got to win. And we talked about it. Good teams beat good teams. I mean, that's just how it is. Damn right. If you want to be a legitimate threat in any regard, you got to go out there and beat the, the intimidating teams too. And they just, you know, they've been able to do that this, so far this season, a lot of the times at home, but you've already beaten the Oilers once. You can do it again, go out there to the West Coast, beat up on them, prove Ken Holland that he doesn't know how to build a, a Stanley Cup <laughs> contender. That's All right, man. <laughs> All right. Um, but that's, you know, these are, these are topics for another episode. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown Bets. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling news. Uh, Lockdown Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Uh, they are free and available on all platforms. Scotty, any final thoughts? Nine God. Nine God. Super Bowl right. champ. Nine God, baby. We ball. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Wednesday. We'll be back with you then. Same time. Same place. See your team. Every day. Every day.